use the sword and you will join me. Choose the ball and you join your mother in death. You're listening you don't to the Lance J Radio Network. But you must choose. version of, of the episode I've been I've been looking to get this gentleman as a part we I call myself the NWO of healthcare it's like it's like when Hulk, Hulk Hogan and and uh, Hall and Nash um, six pack everybody I'm, I'm trying to bring in as many talented individuals from around the country and, and really build this brand into a strong brand both here in Nashville and abroad so I have one of the one of the major keys has has joined the show. I've been able to get him to come to to the dark side. I've been chasing after this interview and this partnership for quite some time. So I have David Meyer, who is a very very well respected, outspoken, and uh, known executive within the the healthcare industry. He's a stars. He's one of the few people that knows more about risk adjustment and stars than me. And that's not a lot of people. It's maybe three or four people in the United States. But he's been at Cigna, he's been at Scan, he's been at plans all around the country. Now has really moved and matriculated into more of a social determinants of health role. But I wanted to have David. He's going to be coming in periodically to have some very robust discussions. So welcome, everybody out there listening. I want to welcome David Meyer, healthcare executive to, to the Lance J Radio Network and the HealthCast. What's what's going on? First and foremost, thank you for, for coming in. I really appreciate you linking up with me and, and spending some time chatting about uh, various healthcare issues. Dude, it's, it's really good to be here. We've been talking about this Absolutely. for a couple months now and we're making it happen. So that's awesome. Yeah, it's very, it's very exciting. Tell, so tell the audience, I think the first thing in your own words, tell the audience about your career arc. Wow, so, so no softball uh, question. The first no, 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 you just go right into it. It's the, they, I've been promoting your your arrival oh, on the man. show for weeks now, so people want to know what, how do you how do you get to be a healthcare executive? What what are the buttons that you push? What are the levers you pull? Yeah. All of the all of the coach speak. What are the paradigms that shifted? What did what did you do? Did you know that you were going to be sitting in the seats? that you sat in 20 no. years ago, no. or did you fall into it? No, no, no. As, as one of the things that people are going to learn when they listen to you and I over time is, is that you and I have had a similar career arc in Very that we've both yeah. been a traditional healthcare yeah, guys, definitely. right? So um, that, that'd be the first thing I would say. I mean, no, I didn't know I was going to be sitting in, in the seats that I have been, and, and uh, it's been a privilege, but it's, uh, it's, it's been a weird journey. And for me... Um, you know, I don't know how many of your listeners, uh, are data geeks, but I mean, that's, that was my way in my, mm. my way in was learning healthcare data 
Uh, I, I did graduate work in epidemiology and biostatistics, which okay. sounds very fancy, but really it's just healthcare data. That's all that is. And, um, and I took that and uh, found an organization that wanted to build a clinical data warehouse. Mm. And that was my first job. And, and it was it was amazing ground level first job. And what I what I did is not just the job of building data for them, but I, I figured out that you could you could package it and uh, make it available to um, for, for, for use for everything from payment models to, uh, um, you know, and, and a traditional buyer like, uh, for, for instance, we, we had a number of pharmaceutical companies come to us because they wanted access to that clinical data warehouse that we had built. Um, and and they, they wanted to do some trials with us. So we, so we did some partnerships that basically paid back my salary uh, from, from when right. I joined. Um, so that was, and that was really the launch point. When you take, you build something, but you realize how to repackage it. Um, and, 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 it, uh, and, and it takes off. My favorite example of this, it's a silly example, not a healthcare one, but I love it is, you know, that, that white strapping that they hold boxes on a pallet. Yeah. <laughs> so a guy figured out that you could, you could cut that and trim the edges and, and, and put it in CVS and Walgreens and call them tongue cleaners. It's that strapping. I right. mean, it, and, 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 and so it's, 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 it's crazy cheap. Right. Right. And he, he repackages, he makes it an amazing product. Yeah, adds, adds value. No, I think that's a great, I, I got my start in data analytics as well. Yep. And I'm a finance guy by trade. I have a master's in finance, but I went through an internship program. You're familiar with Advent Health, and I went yep. through an internship program with, with the Advent Health system and landed in the data analytics. Right. And it was through data analytics that I had so much value that I was able to move up because I wasn't a clinician, yep. but I had all the clinical data. That's I could right. tell you, I'd say, well, this cohort here, they're going to cost X because I have all the data. I have all the A1Cs. And this cohort here, they're they're really hurting us on the self-insured health plan. Right. And the person that controls and masters the data is extremely valuable. That's right. It doesn't matter what the title is. People That's get true. very focused in title. I want to be a director. I want to be a VP. I want to be a C-suite. I want to be this and that. The person, I've worked with C-suites over the years that they had no idea what was going on from a data perspective. That's right. So they needed me or someone um, of equal or, or better value, of course, to tell them what was going on. So when they went to the board of directors, they didn't get absolutely uh, smoked yep. by the board because they weren't in the weeds and didn't really understand what was going on with the data. Now, as you matriculated and moved into more of leadership roles, um, Multi-state plans like SCAN mm -hmm. and then Cigna, obviously, which is a, a national player. What are some of the things that you saw in the healthcare industry, both good and bad, as you moved into higher leadership roles and, and, and got more into the politics and understood what was going on in the back end of the network? And it's yeah. by design that there, there are certain areas that people can't get a mammography because there's nowhere to get a mammography. Yeah. What did you see as you as you started moving upward in your career? Yeah, I mean, there's there's a, a lot you packed into that question. I mean, uh, I'll, I'll I'll just sort of start, you know, uh, with healthcare structure. No, no one, not thinking of any one company, but just top line. Um, every health insurance company wants to grow. Right. Nobody nobody's happy with where they're at That's today. True. Right. So I I think it doesn't it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter what company you're at or what company you want to go to. You, if you're a change agent, like you're talking about being 
the data guy and and, uh, and I was listening to you and I'm thinking you really kind of were a data shaman, right? You're you're the guy that sits in between really yep. technical people, right? right? And and a business leader or right. a clinician, right? And and you demystify, yep. right? So so anybody that can do that and 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 more particularly can help boost growth. That's the good spot to be in, right? Those I are the agree. departments that get funded even when the company's having a tough time, right? Right. And and so um it's a good time. I had more fun doing that when I was in charge of all the stars risk adjustment. That's right. Had, that's had right. less headaches. Yeah, no, and and you and I and that's <laughs> you know, that's part of the career yeah. arc that you and I yeah. share, right? Is we've 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 both done those types of jobs yeah. and it's always been it's always been the the shovel work of the data, um, making it make sense to leadership, right? Yeah. We're and but but always with an eye to help build the company. Yeah. Maybe it's geographically, maybe it's more members. Maybe I mean you started talking about benefits. Uh, maybe it's a more thoughtful network to make sure that people do have access to the benefits that they that they should be getting. But I think any 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 time where you can help a company grow, um, that's a good spot to be in. Um, you know, I, I, I think healthcare is almost 19% of our GDP. Right. Um, for anybody that doesn't know what that means, it, it's, it's too big. Right. That's, that's what you need to take away big. from that. It's way too big. And, and CMS is estimating in the next five, six years, maybe about 20% of GDP. Yep. Way too big. And so uh, is it a great spot to be in? Yeah, but it's also... If you know what it feels like to me is it feels like the banking system pre ATM. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Well, I and, said we were and, talking and before. Pigs get fed, hogs get slaughtered. There it's, you it's go. Become right? a hog, and, and so it's, it's so not, <laughs> it's not sustainable. It's not. It, where's it going to go? Is it going to be thirty percent by twenty fifty? I mean, it's going to be a third not of GDP at some point. There has to be timeout. <laughs> Not we possible. can't. We can't do it anymore. Right? And, and I don't even think we get close right. to to thirty percent. So so yeah, not possible. So I I think we gotta as a country, as a nation, and frankly as a, as a planet, we gotta yeah. solve healthcare costs. Yeah. It's not just the U.S. Yeah. that that has that 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 sharp upward curve. We're the most expensive. That's true. Right. But there's a whole bunch of countries right behind us that have the same curve. True. They're just lagging us a little bit. So it's the whole world. And as they get more westernized and have a McDonald's and Starbucks in every corner, you'll see those costs go up. And I was when I lived in Korea, I lived in Korea for for six months as I was getting my master's and yeah. internship over there. And you just don't you don't see the the health options, the food options were just much more healthier. Yeah. There were no places I lived in Seoul, which is which is the size of New York City. Right. And there were no places you could get produce everywhere. There are produce stands everywhere. There were yeah. produce places on the subway system. You could get fresh fish on the subway system. And the culture here is just so different. There's there's something fried on every corner. You can go to Starbucks, go to Dunkin' Donuts, you can go to yep. McDonald's, you go to Burger King. You can go get they have I was I was at um, a gas station. They have these Coca-Cola machines that it they make any soda you want. And I saw that. I said, "Well, that's the end of my health because I just get, you get any soda. I can, I can get a peach mixed with strawberry. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Beehive is just this. Just so it's just the, yeah. the society that's and right. culture is much different. As that proliferates around the world, you see you see similar health problems. That's uh, right. stemming from that. It's not, and it, it's it, it, it's going to be a tough thing. So, I mean, so so you're introducing you know like the burden of disease, right? right. And, that, and that's as you say, it's a challenge, a growing challenge worldwide. Um, but you know the cost—it's it, out of control. So you know we were talking 
before about, you know, the, the healthcare and, and running healthcare and being in this industry. And I just, you know, like, as I look at it, man, I just think to myself, geez, we have got to figure out how to do a lot more with a lot less, mm. number one, right? Um, you know, I look at things like HIPAA, which are well-intentioned, right? right? So that if, for, for, for those of you that are not a healthcare geek, HIPAA is the law that says you your information should be controlled by you. Private, right. It should be private, that, that if it's going to be shared, you should have the control over how it's shared. And uh, so when you go to your doctor, they usually have two or three p things that you got to sign. Yep. Usually one or two of them are, right. are HIPAA, right? And what if you have herpes or HIV or something, that's right. you don't want people to know you don't that want, you don't want it publicly in your, right. in, your, right. in your workplace. Not obviously in your personal life, if you have herpes, you should probably inform your partner of that. But if you don't yeah. want Sally in accounting to know that you have herpes, that's right. you have a right to keep that. You have a right, you have that right. But the, so, so the upside of it is the rights, right? The downside of it is nobody knows what the heck anybody has. That's because true. if I haven't signed the paper, right. so let's, let's say you're my specialist, right? right? I haven't signed the paper can't with treat you, you, right? right? So, so they can't tell How you. How can I treat you? Yeah, yeah they can't tell yeah. so, so, I mean, this is the kind of craziness that we have yeah. right now where like- That's a I great mean, point. I never thought about yeah, it. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying? We have got to protect people's information. There's no question about that, right? You can't you can't share somebody's personal information with an inappropriate family member or sure. friend or whatever. Sure. Got it. But within the healthcare system, um, the information's got to flow. If you're on that if ER, if flow, you're on that ER table, it would be nice to know that you're a type two diabetic. It or would be nice that you had a stroke. 11 years ago or, or, or you got a like clotting that, issue, man. Right. And, yeah. and, 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 and then yeah. they got to test your INR yeah. and they got to find out if you're anticoagulated yeah. or not. Right. Yeah. I mean, the, the, like that, that kind of stuff is not optional and it makes the difference between living yeah. to the next day wow. or not. Right. Wow. And so we, we built these things, these laws, these, these structures to protect Americans. It, they, they were in my personal view, consistently well-attentioned, mm. but the downside of them, you know, it's these unintended downsides. The downside of them is that they've made healthcare more expensive than it needs to be. Mm -hmm. They've made healthcare data not flow as much as it should. And so we have, you know, within healthcare, we have these phrases like interoperability, which is a fancy phrase for saying, hey, wouldn't it be great if we shared data? That's right. Right? That's great. And, well, well, yeah. And, and, and so you got to go back to the original challenge, yeah. right? Which was the HIPAA legislation mm. and look at that again with fresh eyes and say, okay, how do you do right by people and protect their information? But at the same time, how do you let the information yeah. flow for clinical reasons so that people can get what they need? So that's a, that's a great, so if you're just tuning in, I'm talking to, I'm talking in studio with David Meyer, um, very seasoned healthcare executive. That's a fantastic first segment. We got to cut to a break, but that's a great way to come out to get. I have so many follow-up questions for David. So we're going to take a brief break, and we're going to be back with more of uh, the Lance J. Show HealthCast after these messages. You are listening to the Lance J. Radio Network.
another pit sandwich and some tater salad. I'll go a few more. You want that? Medium rail out of horseradish. Uh, Alright. I did little man. Thinking he might get weak on that cop getting shot. Yeah? Where's the body? Drew it hill behind the reptile house. Get back in the weeds, we might go find what's left of him. Alright, that's seven. What else you got? Uh, how about them witnesses? The security lady. And what's his name? The maintenance man. Gant? Yeah. Gant. You did Gant alone. Got a tater salad. How about slaw? You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. Protect your personal information. Call my guys down at Second Eye IT Security for your business, personal, and technology needs. These consummate professionals have 20 years of both private and public sector experience. I personally use this product to protect my financial information from the cesspool of charlatans, hackers, and scam artists on the World Wide Web. For a free consultation, go to www.second. EYEITsecurity.com. Tell them that the Wolf of Wall Street sent you and receive a special discounted offer. James Lewis. There's so many people walking around with the Best Buy Polo. Then you have the Sprint people. Then you have the Geek Squad people. Then you have like Geek Squad. the Cox, like the Geek the Cox Squad. Cable people. Right. So there are 38 people walking around at Best Buy doing absolutely nothing. Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmo Squad. Can we say No, we can't. We can't say that. We we, we cannot say that. Okay. Uh, We shouldn't say that. I'm I'm not saying that. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. Paragon Paragon 7 7 Studios. Studios. Here we go. Prepare your radio to be blast. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, Five, four, three, two, one. You now tuned in to the Lance J Radio Show. I'm reading from from BuzzFeed. I thought you'd have some interest in in this, Dave. This is an article. Um, this is uh, the title is a massive viral Reddit thread. Recently, had people sharing their unwritten rules of being poor. This is people actually commentary. So, if you grew up in in an impoverished situation, these are things that parents tell their children kind of rules of proxy they're about 40 of them i'm gonna go over a couple of them sounds good one of the first ones never tell your friends that you couldn't afford food or give them a clue what it's like at home a person quoted my mother used to ask me if i told anyone how we live and that's when i started questioning the the situation another one do not answer the door do not answer the phone 
when a man is looking through the window, make sure you can't be seen. Do not tell anyone who knocks on the door where the parents actually work. Another one, if someone buys you food at a restaurant, order as cheaply as possible, even if they tell you to order whatever you want. I used to get glares from my parents if I ordered something over $10 at a place where the average price was $10. You can get a burger and fries for $8. You better be eating a burger. Another one, nothing wasted. Mom had a dish called mixed up stew, which was basically just a little ground beef, some leftover mashed potatoes and any uh, leftover vegetables from from the fridge. And then the final one that I'll, I'll go over, you ate what was made or you didn't eat at all. There was no extra food to pick from. There were no seconds. If my parents would have given me that option anyway, the person puts uh, LLL. That's a a very, when I read that, now both of us are very involved in social determinants of health programs. Yeah. I think that we've, We've both been through the arc of, of running health plans and, yep. and being the clinical lead and building out the, the infrastructure. I like to say that health plans build the roads. We don't yeah. necessarily drive the train well. It's really the doctor should be driving the train, but it's our job. My job is to make sure that you can get to a podiatrist. That's I can't. Right. What happens after that, I can't necessarily influence unless I own yeah. the doctor at the plan level. But reading stuff like that. It's just scary because that's not that's never my life at any point. I mean, we I wasn't rich growing up, but we never I, I, I knew that I was going to eat twice a day. Right. I never felt that I was going to go to bed only getting a lunch at school. And that was the only nourishment that I was going to have. Just reading there are about 40 different blurbs there about how people live. And you and I have talked about access. I think that access, right. I've, I've talked about just fundamental things that people need. And you and I are on the same page. People need clean water. People yeah. need produce. They need green space. They need access to the internet. They need access to transportation to, to remain healthy. And it's just, it's just very scary that in 2021, we still have people that are perpetually poor and often demonized yeah. by, by political communities, by churches. Yep by just people in general and even by health plans yeah. at time demonized. What, what are your thoughts as someone uh, that's, that's really at the, at the national level had to work? I mean, one of the things I've had, I, I've never had to go into 20 states and, and, and detect the landscape in 20 states. You know, I always had a tri-state area that I was focused on. Sure. Obviously, it's much different on the West Coast than it is on the East Coast and in the yep. Midwest and, and in the South. How do leaders that run national plans put all of that together, knowing that it's a completely different structure? Yeah, I mean, as usual, right? I mean, it's an amazing question. I mean, I think your listeners should probably have a little, should have a little peek into some of the insight I know you know about me, um, which is that, you know, I, 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 I grew up the poorest guy in my neighborhood. Um, was it, was it, you know, the poorest neighborhood? No, but um, you know, some of the things on your list, I re that re they resonate with mm. me. Um, the, the particularly the going out to the restaurant thing right. and ordering the cheapest thing on the menu that was so my family. Wow. And and uh, I would get lectures beforehand about which items to make sure to ask extra of because my mother wasn't going to buy those items right. because they were expensive right now. Right. So uh, you know if we went someplace that had a free salad bar, mm. um, they would supervise what I would get because they were mentally making sure I had you know, the right nutrition mix. Right. And, uh, and so that was my childhood and, and growing through it. 
you know, growing up through it, I never saw it for, for what it really was, which was, you know, my parents doing the best they could for me, but with, with a lot less resources than some folks had. Um, you know, the hiding stuff, I mean, that you were sharing breaks my heart. That's the and part I, that broke I my mean, heart. That's, too, no, yeah. it breaks my heart. No one should be ashamed. I didn't grow, yeah, right. I didn't grow up with that, right? right? But um, I, know, I, I know where that comes from, and uh, that breaks my heart. That bothered me the most, yeah. too. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, I, 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 I get the list. I mean, and you know, you, you're talking about, you know, the, the shame and, 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 and that, that pressure that that's on folks. Um, and, and part of it is, you know, just sort of very American. It's, it's, it's the Protestant ethic that says, Mm. right. That if you're doing the right thing, you're respecting God and you're working hard. You're supposed to blessings succeed. Now. You yeah. should have blessings. And if you're so if poor, you don't it's because you're, have ble- you have right. some vice you that did you're something. involved in. Right? You did something. You gamble. You, you cheated. You you did something. And evil. there's retribution yeah, for that, right? And so that pushes so many people out to church. I mean, you and I grew up in the same yeah. uh, general uh, type yeah. of denomination. Yeah. And that is, I've seen that push. Hundreds and hundreds of people absolutely out out of out absolutely. Of You're doing poorly. You have a health problem. You didn't take care of yourself. You're poor. Somebody in your family did something yeah. Uh, nefarious. Yeah, and it's what you know. One of my favorite things about you is you and I have the same things. We're both heavy, right. <laughs> so so we're always good to each other there. <laughs> but but I mean, like, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. You, you 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 did something wrong. You you got had a tough thing happen in your life. How was that your fault, yeah. right? And and that and and, and that runs through churches, but it also runs through society, right? It's this pervasive attitude of what it means to be American. You're supposed to be successful. And if you're not successful, there's something wrong. So I think, I think that's a challenge. I don't think we've shaken that man. I I, I think, I I think, and, and because of that, we have a tough time as a nation seeing people that are hurting as deserving of help. Mm. And and and, and 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 we, you know, you you have the sense that you know you want to help, but 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 at the same time, is it the right thing to do? Right. And 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 that works itself in the public space all the time, right? Well, I would help, but I'm not teaching them to fish. I'm just giving them a fish, and that's a you know like that's a that's a bad thing. I would tell you that you know if COVID should have taught our nation anything. It's that sometimes you got to give out fish. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. I mean, we, like that really. It, that hopefully is a lesson we as a country learned. Yeah, is that there are times right when you lose your job yep. and your significant other is maybe uh, furloughed or yep. cut. Their hours are cut, and you start having to make tough decisions. Yeah, and 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 it, there's an appropriate place for some of the laws that we've had where we say, look, you can't kick people out of the house during right. COVID. And not everybody knows. I mean, I, I was listening to um, uh, a radio show last weekend and, and they were talking about uh, you know, people that, that own um, trailers in a trailer park. Well, they don't own the land, right? So yeah. they, they own the, 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 the structure, but they don't own the land. So they're paying rent on the land. Yep. And if they miss a month, I'm hearing stories about people getting evicted That's terrible. and and yeah no so i mean i, I think I, I think covid hopefully taught america there are times when you got to give out a fish to get people <laughs> I, over the hump i have friends that complain that 
I have friends that complained about my kids can't do Taekwondo <laughs> during, <laughs> during COVID and friends that are successful. Yeah. And it made me step back and think, man, are you out of your mind? Do you know how many people own a small business, own a restaurant, own something that they have maybe 60 days of yeah. capital with, right. with being closed, maybe only 45, two months, no business, you're out of business. You're, you you're closing up shop. You're getting kicked out yep. of, of your space. And, and first world problems, people complaining about not having toilet paper and stuff like that. There are people out there that don't have food. And, you know, I have a partnership with U.S. Hunger. U.S. Hunger is one of um, companies that sponsors this show. And I do a lot of uh, work with and, and strategy with. There's so many people that became food insufficient yes. within. I think we shut down around this time last year, maybe a little bit earlier, late yep. March. Yep. By the time we got to May 1st, people were toast. They yep. had, they, they didn't have, they had gone through savings. People were furloughed. It's, it's a huge issue. And to, to really, I, to, to look through the eyes of, of someone that we've all had some challenges with COVID. We've all taken some losses, yep. but there, there are people out there that just have nothing at all. And, and I'm of one of the believers. This is the time to, Give people a break. This is the time yes. to stimulus. This is the time to give people to have nothing. You can take more of my taxes now. I don't. I don't want to take a whole bunch of taxes. I pay a whole lot of taxes. But this is the time that it's not right. It's not the time for me to be selfish and me yeah. to be focused on my four hundred one k or focused on my savings. There are people out there that have absolutely nothing. That's but right. uh, but that article really, it really hit home for me. Why why is a why do you think before we cut to break. Why do you think that health plans are really finally starting to invest in social determinants of health programs? Because it was not an issue when I was doing this 15 years ago. No one ever talked about it. Now it's it's everybody's talking about it. Yeah, I, I think I think um, I think there's a multitude of reasons. I think different companies come at it from different places. Um, some sometimes it's part of their core values. Mm. Sometimes they're trying to keep up with other companies who have it as part of their core values. But I mean, you know, like I, I, I gotta tell you, like I don't even care totally why. Mm. I'm just happy that we're talking about. That's it, a great point, right? You know, like you, you might have pure motivation, company A, company B may be only doing it because company A is doing right. it, right? And, and it benefits, you know, yeah, yeah. And and this is, you know, I'm trying FCC. I'm trying not to swear here. Right. It's on company B. I appreciate but, that. But 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 yeah, I mean, but you, but you, but but I mean, who cares if both company A and B are doing it? That's what matters. And you know, I mean, we're talking about food right now, and and I know you've got a passion uh, here. I mean, I've got a number of of friends as well that are in startups or in companies that are focusing on food. My company is in the process of focusing on food right now. Awesome. And, um, you know, I, I am always shocked at how it's always worse than I thought. You know, the amount of people that are going without, yeah. the percentage of children in the United States oh, that rely on school nutrition, right. right? If it wasn't for the schools, right. wouldn't be eating. they're not eating. Yeah. And then you sort of think about, well, hold, 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 closing schools then, yeah. is that about protecting the teachers from the spread of COVID? You know, it, it like, oh, well, yeah, yeah, and the, and the kids and, and sec, you know, and, and tertiary people on both sides. But, but, but well, heck, if, if a large percentage of kids now have lost their source to yeah. nutrition, are we, are we factoring that into the school closure? Yeah. 
stuff. And and I don't know that we are, man. I, I just, you know, so I, I think food is like one of those things we all get. Um, I, I don't remember who said this, but I, I read or listened to it recently where, where they said that wealthy people, when they look at uh, poor people, they become uncomfortable. And the mm -hmm. reason that they become uncomfortable is because deep inside of themselves, they know that there's a very thin number of things between them and that oh, it's person. A, it's a, it's a and you could line. be there, right? It's a thin line. And, even, and, and I know a lot of people, even it's true. making huge money, people making well into the six figures, you make a couple of bad decisions, <laughs> you have a you have a bad marriage, you have a, a, a blowout at work, yeah. you, 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 you have something that damages your reputation That's and right. that you can't work again, and then you're overqualified to, to just to go back and go do uh, manual labor. I know a lot of people, even that make good money, they, they have three months, maybe 90 days yep. of, of, and you can go from that to missing mortgage payments and to, to being outside of your house and, and on the streets much faster than you think. And if people that do well, I think me and you've been blessed to, to do moderately well, think of someone that's making half or a third or a, a quarter or less yep. uh, than, than what we've made. You're talking about the a razor thin margin for error. I mean, you're talking about a couple of checks missed, yeah. and and everything's gone. We're gonna we're gonna cut to another break. I have some I have some questions to ask Dave specifically about some of the the policies. Uh, he's an expert on on risk adjustment and stars. I want him to break that down. It's a radio teaser. He can do a better job of breaking it down to our audience, who I think will be very curious about some of those policies. So we'll be back with more of the Lance Show HealthCast after these messages. He's the paragon of sports talk excellence, the Heisenberg of broadcast radio, the Wolf of Wall Street. You are listening to James Lewis III, host of the Lance J Radio Network. know nobody from Harlem, man. I give you a couple cats down in D.C. doing their thing, out of town doing their thing, but um, I'm not snitching on nobody in Harlem because when I come home, I'm still going to be the king. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. Paragon, Paragon 7, 7 Studios. Studios. In the sports talk radio justice world, mediocre quarterback play and porous tackling are considered especially heinous. On the Lance J Show, the dedicated detectives who investigate these vicious felonies are members of an elite squad at Paragon 7 Studios. These are their stories. So, David, talk a little bit about the, just the, for our audience, out on WVOL here in, in Nashville and, and abroad, our, our affiliates around the country, explain in layman's terms the risk adjustment model. Yeah, yeah, it's and, uh, and how that <laughs> how that how that parallels with with HEDIS and, and star ratings. 
Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's crazy complicated. Um, and, and, uh, so I'll, I'll look for, I'll look for some feedback from you and make sure I'm, 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 I'm getting this at the right level. Um, you know, so geek alert for, for everybody that's not a, a, a healthcare person. Um, if you think about going into a store or the types of things that you buy on a monthly basis, there's two basic ways you buy stuff. One is every time you go into a store and you want a Coke, you pay for the Coke, right? And in the healthcare world, that's called fee-for-service. Mm. Pay something to get something. It's transactional. Um, in uh, you know, the other area of your life where you pay for something, you'll, you'll pay for a subscription of something. You'll pay for access to something, right? Maybe it's internet or cable TV. And, and so it's a fixed price and you pay upfront and you get to use that as much as you want, right? To, right? And so that's a monthly bill. You know you're going to pay 30 bucks a month. Great. You get Great it every analogy. month. And, and there it is, right? Historically, the U.S. government paid fee-for-service. Right. A doctor did a thing. The government reimbursed the thing. And what the government found over time was that they, they were paying for more and more things. <laughs> because... Because doctors' revenue goes up yep. when they do more stuff. Sure. More stuff was being done. Got asthma, you in there nine times. Well, you got paid sure, nine times. sure. And sure. and and you know, back in the day, you I mean you know, back in the seventies, you go to see your doctor. Um, you're just having a, a normal visit, and then you know, maybe a uh, a device company goes by and sells that doctor uh, uh, some sort of an X-ray machine. Yeah. Well, before you know it now, all the patients are Everybody's getting x-rays, x-ray. right? Right. Your, your ankle hurts? Yeah. X-ray. Your, your wrist hurts? X-ray, right? And and so the, the government was looking at this stuff saying, well, hold it. Why why are we having to pay all these x-ray bills? Why are we having to pay all these you know service bills? And they were functions of you know companies selling the machines into physicians' offices. And, uh, and so you get more stuff, more units mm. of, of stuff. And... Um, even today, uh, it's it, it's funny that the the most correlative um, uh, thing f- uh, in any area for uh, the diagnosis of a condition is the presence of a doctor that's qualified to treat that right. condition. Right? right. So if you live in a community that doesn't have a certain type of doctor, yep. lo and behold, nobody diagnoses that Which disease. Is a huge issue. As soon as Especially that, in rural America. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. As soon as a doctor shows up right. that can treat that thing, right. there's a proliferation of the, uh, uh, right. of that disease. So the government looks at that, and it's tough for them to not call BS on right. it. And and they say, well, hold it, hold it, hold it. Two years ago. Nobody was getting x-rays. Now yeah, you got everybody. now you got 30% right. of your people getting x-rays. What the hell is going on? MRIs. That's right. right. Yeah, 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 totally. Because they're going to use and, it. They pay. No, we're right. Pay, so, so like, I, I, this is where I, like, I, I tell these stories. I'm very sympathetic to the government, actually, on this stuff because they're looking at the data. They, they don't, they're not in the trenches. They're, they're in the Beltway in Washington, D.C. And, and, and it just doesn't make sense to them that that a natural thing in nature would produce these data, right? So they feel like it's gaming. Sure. And so what the government did sometimes is... It is. It's some, and sometimes it is. And sometimes it's not, though. Yeah, a lot of times yeah, it's just it, ignorance. It, it, that's life, or right? Or people it's just always, trying it, to... Yeah, a mix, right? To, to do what they have to do on the P&L side to survive. I mean, it's, it's a lot of these provider groups, especially some of these IPAs, yeah. they eat what they kill. So it's not... They're not, there you they're go. not subsidized. So they need to use... If they made a... I don't know what the MRI machine costs, but I assume it's north of 100 grand. If they spent 100 grand... On, 
200 grand on an MRI machine, they're going to use it. They're not, it's not just going to sit there gathering dust Absolutely. because it's part of their bottom line, which we just talked in the last segment. These margins are razor thin. They're not just razor thin for people who are uh, working class or That's working right. poor. They're razor thin for everybody. For so everybody. Everybody's overly debt leveraged. So they're That's razor, right. Even the doctor that drives a BMW. Yeah. He's three months away from or sometimes that BMW less, man. Towed away. No, yeah, no, no. I, I know a bunch of docs that are month to month. It's crazy. Oh wow! Right, big salaries, but they're month to month. Yeah, that's scary. So, 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 so you think about like these, you know, these machines and the proliferation of all the all this stuff, and the government's having to pay every time somebody does a transaction. The government has to pay every Coke, every Sprite, right? right. Except in this case, it's an MRI or it's an X-ray or it's an office visit. And so the government's looking at that and they're saying, this doesn't feel right to us. Right. So what we're, what we're going to do is we're going to shift you from, from the, the, the Walgreens or the CVS model where you go into the store and you buy something and, and it's transactional. We're going to shift you from that model to the cable company model and we're going to pay you a set amount of money up front. And then you've got to provide whatever your patients need with mm. that amount of money. And... Risk adjustment is for Medicare, for Obamacare, or you know, some people call it ACA. ACA. Um, risk adjustment is a way to set that monthly amount. Right. Right. So with cable, you know, I live in a certain area; it's thirty dollars a month. But the problem in, with people and healthcare is that I might be sicker than you. That's right. Right. So my costs, the costs associated with caring for me are going to be higher than yours. So it's kind of like you need, everybody you need has a separate cable. You need Showtime, bill. Cinemax, Stars. There you go. It's like everybody's got a separate a cable analogy, bill, right? right? Yeah. And so that's the metaphor for healthcare, right? It's, it's a cable bill where everybody has their own bill. And, um, and so it's confusing. It's difficult. The data is a challenge, right? You made it less confusing, David. That's a that's a fantastic. Do you like do you like this? A, so, so so I mean, but I mean, if, if but I mean, when you put this into healthcare parlance, I mean, cable there's only a handful of stations, right? You either watch them or you don't, right? Um, in healthcare, there's a whole host of things that would uh, determine how much care you're going to need. Right. Your age, yep. your gender, your ethnicity, yep. your family history. Um, you're, you, you know, an accident or two that you've had that you know, you injured your back. And so you're, you're, you're Zip not code. exercising. That's right. Yeah. I mean, you, you, so you start adding yeah. all this stuff up plus your choices, right? right. Um, you know, I've, I've, I, I enjoy food too much. I'm a little heavy. Those choices are going to have I. an impact for right. me. Right. So, 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 so you go down that road and you say, okay, how do we set the right rate for Dave Meyer? How do we set the right, right. rate for you? And you say, say, okay, well, uh, we're going to do it based on data. Well, the challenge in healthcare is that in, in, in the old days where it was fee for service, there was one type of code. Yeah. It's called the procedure code. Yep. It's, it, it tells the, the, the person that's paying what was done. That's what doctors were really good at submitting. They were really good at submitting what they were not good at submitting. Why, mm. which is the disease code. And what the government had to do in shifting from one payment model to the other is shift from a procedure code focus to a, a disease code focus, a why focus. Mm -hmm. and, and so there has been um, a huge effort in the industry to get the whys collected, the disease codes collected. Um, and so I think a lot of people, when they 
uh, go to their doctor will probably, this will probably resonate for them, that their doctor now tends to go down through the list of everything that they have more regularly. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I've seen it when, seen when it I go to, yeah. to, to, to see my doctor. And what they're doing is they're uh, making sure that they've got the right list right. and they're submitting that in. So again, whether it's your Obamacare, whether your um, whether your Medicare, um, some Medicaid plans do this as well, or states do this as well. Um, you know, in either case, that why is a big deal, and that's you know, you know, as you know, you know as well as me. I mean, that's a big piece of uh, a challenge for a health plan. So they hire people like you and I right. to um, help a health plan get that data collected and get that data submitted and. A big question. And then we tell them what to do, and they said that they can't afford to do it. Yeah, yeah. And a big and a <laughs> they big, hire us, and then they don't listen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But a, but, a big, but a big question is making making sure it's right. Right. You know. Right. And so, um, just like the government was fussy before about all the extra X rays and 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 stuff like that, now the government's fussy about you know why the level of disease is popping mm. in certain states. Right. Diabetic prevalence used yeah. to be thirty percent. Well, why is it going go up. to 35, right. 40? Um, is it true, right. right? And that's and those are the questions the government is asking right now. And uh, you know, for anybody that's in healthcare, there's uh, a great career ahead of answering the question. Is oh it true? yeah, this is, right. You're talking about is it, it true? Is a big deal if it's if it's true. <laughs> no, that's a that's a that's a great synopsis. A quick question before we cut to break. We have one more segment. What do you think? What do you think with COVID? Do you think that the that the that the federal government CMS OIG, all of these different groups. Do you think that they'll look at it differently in a post-COVID world? Because have I think to. we, yeah, I think they I don't think to. we have a choice. Yeah, they have to, and they should, right? It's yeah. appropriate. Yeah. It's appropriate for DOJ, OIG, uh, CMS yeah. to look at the optionality that they gave um, companies, right? They they gave us uh, as an industry some freedoms, some some additional flexibility during COVID. And um, and we did as an industry some things, and they should take a look at it. I mean, there's a number of ex areas of expansion that I am personally excited about. I think are good things. Okay, food yep. is one. There's more food going out the door through health plans today than there was two years ago. That's true. Um, there is I more in-home services. That's true. Right, going out the door today it's than great. two years ago. Yeah. You and I are believers in that stuff. Both, yeah. But but but. At the same time, it's the worth the investment has, at the health plan level. That's right. Yeah. yeah, but the government has a responsibility to make sure that just because you say stuff went out the door, right. did it go out the door? Uh, right. That's a great point. Yeah. Well, we have we have one more segment. Dave is in here crushing it. He's just putting on a clinic about. I knew that this was a good <laughs> idea to have you have you uh, be a part of of, of this program. Uh, David Meyer will be back. I got a couple more questions about him and his current endeavor. And, and what he's doing to make the world and healthcare a better place in, in his new role. And we'll be back with one more segment of the Lance J Show HealthCast after these messages. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmode Squad. We cannot teach grown people 
new tricks. Nah, you gotta get we into the, to, to we the have youngest. To, we, we have to change the culture. And the reason the reason why we have to change the culture because it needs to change. So I'm been I'm in the school for two weeks. I'm ha- I had my first test. They get graded tomorrow. Um, I'm teaching them the culture about putting playlists together mm. like a mixtape. Make their own mixtape. The best mixtape gets a platinum record or some headphones. That's dope. James Lewis. You cranks. know what I'm saying? Yeah. You get them. You get them yeah. cranks. Yeah. So plug or, for cranks or or, or, or video game because they've got some gamers. All right. You know I got some students and I got 20 students. Boom. I get a call from School of Hip Hop again. They want you to go to ASU and teach a curriculum class. Wow. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. I see you favor a 45. Tonight I do. And I keeps one in the chamber in case you ponder it. Nice showpiece you got there. Walther, PPK, 380, double action. Hit them Walters like to jump some. As will you, with one in your elbow. That gun ain't got enough firepower to make my joint useless. It definitely won't stop me from emptying out half my mag. You might not hit me. This range? And this caliber? Even if I miss, I can't miss. I admire a man with confidence. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. FreeHRadio.com Free to play when we want. Free to say what we want. FreeHRadio.com Beat rock and drop the beat. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Okay, Network. let's begin. Here it is. <laughs> To a deserted island, that's right. And I could take one album with me to listen to the rest of my life, it would be Mecca and the Soul Brother. I love you to death, cousin. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on with you, bro? It's that return of that 12, buddy. You know, it all started from Heavy D. He started, you know, everything. And I was basically under him. And, you know, he believed in what I was doing and stuff. And we worked together and experimented and, you know, decided to, you know, you know, do music together. Twenty-thousand homes they are aligning with medicare advantage plans to enhance quality risk adjustment and star ratings we were just talking about david many individuals who struggle to manage chronic illness also live within food deserts which we've been talking about 
U.S. Hunger provides healthy nutrition to families and communities. To hear more about our Food is Medicine program, go to ushunger.org. That is ushunger.org. I hope that doesn't conflict with me. No, it's they beautiful, might, man. Food is medicine. I, I, I'm just, I'm sitting. I don't here. get you in trouble with any of the board. No, I mean, a lot sit- of board of directors. And no, stuff no, like I'm that. sitting here thinking about that. I mean, that's a beautiful, that's oh, a yeah. beautiful thing. Um, food is medicine. I have to link you with Rick Witted. That's he's a he's a great. They're great people. Uh, I've worked with different organizations, and I've worked with charitable organizations, and the p- people are absolute tools. Uh, and it was uh, it was mind boggling. So this is charity. Uh, this is for this is for the kids. This oh, is for for downtrown people. Why 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 are yeah. you being a, a jackass? How does yep. that how does that help? How does that help your mission? But that's a, that's another conversation for another day. Yep. I wanted to in our in our last segment we have about got about five six minutes left. Thank you so much, uh, everybody. WVOL. I plan on having David in very periodically. I think we're having a lot of fun. Have great chemistry. It's just uh, we're cut from from the same cloth. Had a lot of the same experience. We've been cussed out by providers. We've been cussed yeah. out by boards. We've been cussed out by bosses. I know that you don't want to say that you've had incompetent bosses. I'm not going to throw that on you. I've had some incompetent <laughs> bosses in my career. Not even in my last people that I work with because I don't, I don't want to get in trouble. But I've had some real incompetent bosses over the career arc yeah. uh, 10, 15 years ago. People that had no idea what they were doing. But we're still here. We're still standing. Uh, we both love this business. We both love helping people. That's more important than the money, than the accolades and titles and all that stuff. What are you doing with your new organization? What can we do in Nashville to get behind it? How can we support? Tell us a little bit about your current role in your organization. Yeah, thanks, man. I, I appreciate it. And uh, I will say to any of my, you know, my, my current or past bosses that are listening, yeah, love you all. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I was trying to separate. Uh, it's other people. It's not you. Right. It's other people. So, so anyway, uh, no, no. It, it, look, man, we. I, I I I thought long and hard, right? You know, I'm I'm on the plan side. You made you made uh, this comment. You know, health plans are about making the roads, right? Yeah. Um, it's 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 about connecting things, but it's not providing a service. And um, I wanted to be back on the service side. Um, one of the things, you know, like you said, there's a number, but one of the things that you and I are similar on is both of us have spent a good portion of our career working for physicians, yeah. for large physician groups. So um, I missed that. And yeah, I, I, I wanted to get back to, to actually being part of delivery, of Got caring it. for people. And um, and so that's the pivot I've made. All so right. I'm, I'm at a company called Nations Benefits. Right. So the focus is on the benefit that you are getting as a patient awesome. and, and you know, the simple line of logic is, Hey, anybody can get a hearing aid. Mm. Anybody can get over the counter medications mm. or, or products, but how can you DME. do that DME, yeah. but how can you do that in a way that helps people live a better life? Got it. Right. Can you provide a hearing aid to somebody and, and, it, and it's, it, it, they use it better. And they're they, they're less likely to fall, mm. and they're more likely to show up at their synagogue, church, or mosque, and they're more likely to have you know engage in social things. Because because one of the challenges with growing old is not just you know the, you know the 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 diabetes, the COPD that they have. It's the it's that that the that the things that people don't uh, you know sort of is obviously put a finger on like like hearing because people will fake it. Right? right, they'll smile, they'll nod right. like they understand, but they really didn't hear you. Right, right. 
And, and inside, you can't fake a pressure ulcer. But that's you right. Can, no, you no, no. Fake, the, the ulcer, you got right. you you a bandage, you can, right? You can fake. Um, but you can. Fake but every, everybody else yeah. is smiling and nodding. You smile and nod, yeah. but you have no idea yeah. what that person said. Yeah. And inside, you die a little bit, wow. right? Wow. And this is what's going on with a lot of seniors. They, hearing loss is, is a huge deal. And so, um, you know, you think, well, okay, then all you have to do is buy hearing aids for people. But the, the reality is. Hearing loss is actually like a, 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 a brain nervous system issue. It's not, it's not like your ear, right? Mm. It's more than mm. that. And so when you put a hearing aid in, you're, you're giving your brain a whole bunch of new data. Mm. That's actually exhausting for people. I'm sure. Right? So they'll wow. put that hearing aid in and they won't like it, wow. right? And so, the, and so, yeah, they got a 500 or a 1,000 or a $2,000 hearing aid, but it doesn't it doesn't work for them uh, because they don't you know it's it's exhausting and and so they pull back even more you know the thing that I thought was going to help me didn't work heck I'm just not gonna I'm just not gonna go out this weekend right right I'm gonna stay home and I'm gonna fake I've got a cold or right. you know during COVID ah you know like uh, you know there's a spike you and know we know that immobility is the worst thing. Staying home is the absolute worst thing that anyone could do. Even we're social even we're creatures, younger, right? Um, we're social yeah, creatures. if you're, if you're, if you're, I mean, that's why an HCC model. I mean, people that have you know ulcers, foot ulcers, leg ulcers, amputations, it's such a high coefficient because you know that if someone's not mobile, they're 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 going to be they're going to be depressed. They're going to be less likely to have other positive outcomes, uh, not be able to get to to services and stuff like that. Absolutely. So it's just. It's so important. That's a that's a great breakdown. Um, as we close, where where can we find you? Where can our listeners connect with your company? You personally, you don't strike me as a big Instagram, Twitter type of guy, but so, you can't judge a book by its cover. Uh, you, might, so, you might have ten thousand followers. For so all I was gonna say, I, I will. Uh, I, you know, I'm gonna. I'll, I'll do something, and uh, uh, you know, certainly you, you, people can, uh, if they have questions for me, have interest in in you know anything we talked about or, or just want to talk about healthcare, maybe you have a family member that you're, you know, you're struggling to help, you know, as much as I can, I'm always happy to connect Great. Uh, people with smarter folks than myself. But uh, I would just say, you know, reach out through Paragon seven studios, right. you know, I, I'll, uh, reach I'll out launch to through that. Cause you're right. I'm not an Instagram guy. I'll, but, I, will, uh, I will connect. If you want to, if you want to hear more from, from Dave or about his company, I, I will connect you with him. One show in the books, David. I hope you come back. Fun, I hope you enjoy yourself and, and you bring a lot to the table. There's so many things that, that we can tackle yep. over the weeks and months. I mean, there, there's just so many things. Um, we talked about poverty. I want to tackle the, the racism being a health issue. <laughs> I want to tackle. It is. Um, you've talked about your passion for getting everyone connected to the Internet. So many things that, that we could talk about, but we can only we only have an hour for now. But, but but David will be back. Thank you so much for coming in. Look forward to having you back on the show real soon. Thanks, man. Congratulations on the success, too.